Happy New Year, everyone. And on this episode of the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast, we talk with master global communicator and creator, Ferdos Karas, about where our creativity comes from, harnessing the flow trigger of risk, and what we should do with that creativity once we have uncovered it. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast. It's my privilege to be your peak performance and flow coach with this episode. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity, intuition, and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life. Now let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. Hailed as the modern equivalent of Dr. Seuss, Ferdos Karas is a master global communicator and humanitarian who has influenced hundreds of millions of people's lives for the better. Desmond Tutu calls his creative work, which has been viewed by more than a billion people worldwide, outstanding and powerful. A fellow of the Royal Society of Arts, he was named one of the world's 50 most talented social innovators, and has received more than 110 awards, including the prestigious Peabody Award. Welcome to the show, Ferdos. Thank you, Josh. A pleasure to be here. So getting right into it, please tell everyone, what's, what's your superpower? Ah, uh, My superpower is to, the ability to think creatively. Mm-hmm. I think that creativity has become so important in 2020. Yeah. We've had to rethink everything in 2020. And mm-hmm. as we come to a close this year, we're going to have to now adjust the way we work, the way we think, the way we interact with each other, the way we shop. Everything has had to change and will continue to change as we go forward yeah. into 2021. So I, I think that my superpower is a superpower that's actually shared by everybody on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many people who don't think that they're creative thinkers. They think that creativity is something that only certain people, are, lucky people are born with, like an ability to paint or dance mm-hmm. or compose music. And that's not true. That's really artistry. And artistry is different than thinking creatively. So I think that everyone on this planet is a creative thinker. And if you don't believe me, just go back to your childhood and you'll understand why I say that. Because in your childhood, you probably painted, danced and used your imagination. And then you lost that ability as you as you got older and went into adulthood and then into the real world. So I do think that we lose that ability to think creatively and we have, but we all have the ability to expand our minds and to be great creative thinkers. And that I have been able to do. And that I think is my superpower. That's great. Well, that brings up a, a huge topic then. Um, and I, I agree with you a hundred percent that it's, it's an innate ability within us, but somewhere along the way, um, I guess, what are your thoughts? Is, is it society? Is it schooling? Um, how does that sort of get um, stamped out of us along the way? 
Well, it's both those things that you just mentioned. First, it's the educational system. The educational system has a great ability to stop our creative thinking. We have to conform. We do tests, for example, now in North America and Canada and U.S., they're moving towards standardized testing of all students. I think that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't believe in standardized testing. Uh, I think that's a very bad way to measure a person's abilities, no matter what their age. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I think that we become risk adverse. And to be a great creative thinker, you must embrace risk taking. Mm -hmm. If you don't embrace risk taking, you can't fail. And failure is a big part of being a creative thinker. You must have the ability to fail. You must be comfortable with failing. You must have others around you, whether it's in your personal life or your professional life, no matter what you do, you must have the ability to fail to be a great creative thinker. Oh, that's now, great. I use the example of 7-Up, uh, you know, the drink 7-Up. Well, mm-hmm. no, nobody knows exactly why the drink is called 7-Up. But <laughs> I'm hoping that the inventor, and there was one inventor who came up with it, I'm hoping he tried 1-Up and 2-Up and 3-Up and 4-Up and 5-Up and 6-Up, and none of those worked. He failed yeah. <laughs> the first six times. Uh, and then the seventh one... He had a hit and then he <laughs> up. So, you know, it's a silly little example, but the ability to fail and and the risk taking is so important in our in our uh, ability. So uh, to be creative thinkers. So risk taking is something that we all need to embrace. It's something that we we need in our lives uh, and in, we need it to expand our creative thinking. Mm. You've uh, been all over the world, and I'm wondering, you know, some cultures and societies throughout the world are a little more conservative and sort of devalue mistakes and embracing your mistakes. And, you know, a country like Japan or something like that, where mistakes are uh, they can make or break a career, which sort of makes people very risk averse. Yes. I'm wondering if you have any experiences interculturally with this idea there are many intercultural uh, examples and I I think my work encompasses some of the world's biggest problems and recently I completed a video called how to interact with the police in the United States Mm. and that uh, so you don't have to go very far uh, to think about risk taking it's probably right in your backyard uh, there's a lot of risk that we all manage all the time, all around us. Uh, and that's as simple as crossing the street uh, to, you know, what we do professionally. The problem we have in society, and certainly Japan is a good example, Singapore is another good example, where risk-taking is frowned upon. Well, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a risk taker. If you think of the world's largest companies today, who are they? For example, the Apple. Well, mm-hmm. Apple is the world's largest company by market capitalization. It was started by two people in a garage in California, and it is now the biggest company in the world. Apple is a highly creative company, and they take lots of risks. Of course, they manage their risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not suggesting that one should just be holus bolus about risk uh, and not manage it. You have to manage your risk, but you can't be afraid of failure, especially within an organization. 
So within organizations, everybody from the CEO to the lowest person must have the ability to take risks. It doesn't mean that everybody goes out and, and does something wrong. It just simply means that they have that ability. There's a comfort level within the organization. And I think if we don't do that, you're going to stagnate and that company is going to fail. Mm. I think in 2020, we've gone through quite a transformation. And for example, in companies, if you're, if you're a retail company that's just been relying on walk-in traffic into your store and you don't have an online presence, you haven't taken that step, you haven't thought through it, you haven't taken the risk to put capital at, at work to have an online presence, you're just going to fail. Yeah, I absolutely guarantee it. No matter how big or small a company you are, you are going to fail. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so there are many companies that are that are adverse to risk. On the flip side, there are many companies that are, that embrace risk. And today, we're just rolling out the vaccine for COVID nineteen. Well. Mm. There are more than 100 trials going on of vaccines of COVID-19. So far, there have been two that have been approved. There might be, you know, a handful that are approved. So let's say five get approved ultimately. Mm -hmm. Well, 95% then mm -hmm. in that example would have taken the risk and would have failed. 95 companies would have failed. They didn't create a vaccine for COVID-19. Only yeah. five did. So... That doesn't mean that they shouldn't do it. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't then tackle the next you know, pandemic or the next disease that they can tackle. Indeed, they should do exactly that. It's the ability to think creatively that gives you that ability to take a risk and then if you fail, to get up from your failure and to go on to the next uh, thing that you could do with creative thinking. I just wanted to take a second to mention to you that if you're finding the show interesting and inspiring, please make sure to head over to the website highflowlifestyle.com where you can get free access to my weekly flow hacks for optimal human performance and happiness. Get high flow lifestyle boosts weekly in your inbox and get new strategies on how to access flow, be more creative and productive, reach your peak performance, and most of all, live a happier and healthy life. Now back to the show. Risk and consequences is, is one of the many uh, flow triggers that, that we refer to. Um, what, how do you see the relationship between creativity and flow? Well, you know, uh, let, let's start with what is creativity. Mm. Creativity is the ability to have original thoughts in your mind that leads to the creation of new ideas. Mm. That's all it is. Creativity is a mental process. It is not something tangible. You know, people often look at something and they say, oh, that's very creative. Well, it might be the result of creative thinking. It's not creative in itself. It's, it's been designed or it's been created by somebody in their mind, and therefore you see something and you think, oh, that's very creative. Mm. You can have creative thoughts without actually implementing them, although they won't do you much good. I use the example of the Wright brothers. Mm. The Wright brothers didn't have the idea of making a machine that could fly. They actually made the machine. They implemented their idea 
But they didn't want the first people to think that, okay, I can make a machine. In fact, you have to go way back to Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. some 400 years before mm-hmm. the Wright brothers, who came up with the concept of making a machine that could fly. Now, he didn't have the ability to do it, but he still had the creative idea. So you must have the ability to implement your creative thinking. Mm-hmm. You must have tools and you must have money. You must have the ability to implement your creative thinking. Otherwise, you won't get very far just simply by having creative thoughts. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with creative thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, creative thinking is not an innovation. Innovations result from creative thinking. Creative thinking is a mental process. Creativity is a mental process. It is not a tangible product. It's not something you can see. Right. And do you believe this is then, I mean, would you consider creativity a skill then that we can cultivate and train? Oh, absolutely. It's a skill that we can cultivate and train ourselves. We can expand our minds. It's a transformational way of thinking. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's an annual survey done on the largest platform in the world that uh, is employer and employee related. And on that platform, they do an annual survey of all the CEOs on there and they ask them, what is the top skill you're looking for in a new employee? And for the last five years, it's been creativity. Mm. The top skill, it doesn't, it, they're not talking about your abilities, your, your knowledge, uh, anything like that. It's creativity. It's the ability to think through problems. It's the ability to have new original ideas. And it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, if you're an engineer, you need creativity. If you're a marketer, you need creativity. It doesn't matter what uh, endeavor, field of endeavor you, you, you use. I often use mathematicians as an example, even though what they do isn't creative. I mean, two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. Not creative about it. It's a simple equation. But... The way they come about problems and the way they solve problems in mathematics and the way they look at problems are very creative. So, for example, astronomers that look at the sky and and look at uh, outer space are some of the most creative people I know. Uh, They have to apply creative thinking because everything they're doing is new. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you work in a field where all the time you're working with something that's new and different, you have to be a great creative thinker. Mm. During the process of this uh, creative thinking, um, would you consider it uh, like a state of mind as where like creativity can be both a skill and a, a, a state? It is absolutely a state of mind. In fact, I do most of my best creative thinking in the shower. Ah. Uh, and a lot of people have different ways of applying their creative thinking. Mm-hmm. I often tell people, you know, do your creative thinking with whatever makes you feel comfortable. Some people go on walks. Some people, uh, you know, listen to music. And I often tell people one of the best ways to apply creative thinking is to daydream. Mm. Go away from where you're at. Go daydream. Go into some other place in your mind. Get out of the stimuli that you have in front of you. You know, what you're seeing, what you're hearing. Get out of it and go away to some other place. And then think of your largest problems. 
that you have in your life and that problems that you want to solve. You will be a great creative thinker if you daydream. And that is one of the best ways to do it. Right. There are lots of ways we can apply creative thinking in our, in our normal everyday life. I mean, uh, if you go for a walk, for example, uh, and you want to apply creative thinking, well, take a different route. I mean, don't go the same way that you normally do. If you go left uh, every time you get out of it, all, well, go right. Then look at all the cars that you pass and think about the creative thinking that went into every car. Because every car has a different design. Every car has great creative thinking in the way it's being put together all the way from, you know, the early Ford cars to today's supercars. Look at each car and think about how it was designed and how it was created. If you go past houses uh, on your walk, look for what's different in the house. Look for something that stands out. Reach for the unusual. And that is the way you expand your creative thinking. Mm -hmm. So if you have a row of houses that's all the same, and then suddenly you come across a house that's totally different, well, stand in front of that house and think about the application of creative thinking that you're looking at when you look at that particular house. Look Mm -hmm. at colors all around you. Look for the unusual colors that you see around you. So if you're walking on the street, the street is probably gray and the houses are mainly brown and you might find trees that are green and then suddenly you see a red house or you see a red car, or you see something that's totally different. You see somebody walking down uh, the road with a light blue coat. Well, make sure that you stop, you think about it, you notice it. That's how you apply your creative thinking. That's how you, you transform your mind because creativity is all around you. You just have to see it. Yeah, that really reminds me of almost like what they call beginner's mind. And even though you've walked down the same street many times, if until you really open yourself up to being aware of your surroundings, start paying attention to all the little things that we miss. Um, yeah, just it, that, that's sort of the connection I made there. Yeah, that, absolutely right, Josh. That's the way to do it. it, it it's, it's, a, it's a mechanism in your thinking to expand your mind out and to make it a transformational way of thinking and then to apply that thinking in your everyday life, mm. whether, you know, whether it's in your professional life or your personal life. That is the way not just you advance, but ultimately that is the way the world advances. Mm. The world advances because we apply our creative thinking and we come up with new innovations uh, and that's how we progress in life. Yeah, you you had said creativity means accepting you have limits, but at the same time, it's it's broadening your limits. That's sort of a, an interesting um, paradox there, a little bit. It is. But creativity doesn't mean that you have an unlimited ability to do something. Mm. Uh, no matter how creative you are, I mean, uh, if you can't paint, I can't make you into Picasso. Uh, there's no way, uh, or I could, you know, if you can write, I can't make you into Shakespeare if you if you don't have that ability. But there will be some other area uh, of your creative thinking where it can be applied. 
And it doesn't have to be on a grand scale, you know. Creative thinking can be on a very small scale. I use the example, in my case, of my shoelaces because my shoelaces keep coming out and I can't tie them terribly well. <laughs> so I keep trying different ways of tying my shoelaces. Uh, and a creative thinker, a non-creative thinker would come up with maybe five ways to tie their shoelaces, where a creative thinker will come up with 50 ways to tie their shoelaces. In fact, there are over a trillion ways to tie your shoelaces mm-hmm. mathematically. So uh, it, it's just a matter of applying your creative thinking until you come to the point that you want to come to. I use the example often of a problem where you can start at the approach on how you deal with the problem and look for all the different ways and then come to different solutions. When we have a problem, it it doesn't matter how big or small the problem is. Like, for example, just losing your keys and trying to find your keys all the way to, you know, a new process that you're going to apply in your business. It, It is... It is the ability to think creatively, the ability to take that approach that says, okay, I'm not just going to find the first solution and stop. I'm going to think about the solution, find the solution, the first thing that I find, and then continue to find a second solution and a third solution and a fourth solution. And maybe the best solution is a combination of the third and the fourth solution Mm. and not the first solution. So a non-creative thinker will stop at the first solution that they come to uh, in solving their problem. And a creative thinker will think, okay, that's a possible solution, but I'm going to keep thinking of solutions and then put all this thinking together and come up with the best possible solution. Mm, so it's a combination and, and tweaking and continuing past that, that, you know, that first idea, which may or may not be the best idea. Exactly. In business, we quite often we call it prototyping. Mm. Where, for example, if you're creating a new product, you don't create the whole product. You just create a part of it or a, a product in, in, a, in a kind of small scale or a different way. You try it, then you tweak it, you get feedback, you tweak it, you go to another one. You keep prototyping products until you come up with the actual solution, mm. you know, uh, the, the, the best possible product. And if you think again of the, of the largest companies in the world, that's all they do. I mean, the, the largest companies continuously try out things. They continuously come up with new ideas. That's how they become large. That's how you go from a garage in California to being mm-hmm. Apple uh, today. That's what expands your mind. That's how you create, you know, the Teslas of the world and all these other disruptive companies that are creating new ways of, of living and of doing things. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ferdos, thank you for spending some time with us today. If anyone wants to find out more about you or get in touch with you or pick up that book that they will definitely benefit from, where should they go? Well, the book is available on Amazon or any of the other major platforms. It's called Creativity, the Key to a Remarkable Life, and you can order it from there. If you go to my website and order it, you get a personally signed copy from me. And my uh, website is www.chocmoose, C-H-O-C-M-O-O-S-E 
chocolatemousse.com. It stands for my company. It's called Chocolate Moose, but Moose the Animal, not Moose the Dessert, Chocolate Moose Media. Uh, and you can look me up, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter, on any of the social media platforms, and I'll be happy to interact with you. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcasts and review and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And help us spread the importance of leading a high-flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to its fullest. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the community at highflowlifestyle.com.